shut my so we're back on JB's Driving Podcast, dropping this a little late this week. I have been on vacation or a staycation. <clears throat> and with that being said, spending time with the family, I haven't had time to uh, get to this, and I didn't have time to uh, go through and edit like I usually like to. With that being said, uh, Paul and I need to apologize. I mean, this really was a shitty episode. And as you'll hear next week when we do part one of The Crow, we're not doing any more comedies. It just does not work for the format of the show. It's it's too difficult for us, and it's not entertaining at all. Or maybe it was just Jim Carrey. I don't know. I can't stand the guy. We do have a really good lineup coming up for you in the fall. Um, some Some guests, other guests coming in. And, and hopefully it more than makes up for this debacle. For, for instance, we, we taped The Crow last weekend, uh, Scott, Paul, and I, and it was a great show. Three hours. Three hours. So, as I said, this is a little short, no editing, but the next, next couple of episodes are going to be great. And after that, we do have Roadhouse coming for you. Roadhouse, uh, <laughs> yeah, Patrick Swayze um, uh, masterpiece. And then uh, Demolition Man, Friday the 13th, uh, Rambo, Avatar. I mean, we really have some good movies coming up in, in, in the fall that we, we intend to review. Uh, with that being said, here is um, Ace Ventura Part 2. Again, I sincerely apologize, even though I joke with you guys about hating my audience. That's only partly true. I appreciate you listening, and I appreciate you supporting the show. I know Paul does. I know Scott does to a lesser extent. Scott really does hate people. Uh, so with that being said, Ace Ventura Part 2. Um, so you open up with uh, Jim Carrey, who is Ace Ventura, delivering a fragile package to, to Randall Tex Cobb. Yeah. Now, Randall Tex Cobb is one of those guys that he gets a lot of fucking bit roles. Yes. I love yes. Randall Tex Cobb. Yes. First off, I absolutely, truly love him in, in uh, Fletch Lives. Like, his role in yes. Fletch Lives is fucking great. But yes, I agree. Almost every movie that I've ever seen him in, he's played football players. He always plays, like, the roughy, you know, that kind of character. He's mm. great. If, if you see him, you know him right away. Yes, he's got a uh, distinct look. He looks like an old, like, WCCW wrestler. He looks like he yeah. belongs with the Von Erickson, Texas. Exactly. And uh, he started as a kickboxer. He was like eight and zero or fifteen and zero as a mm-hmm. kickboxer, but he realized that he wasn't making any fucking money at it, mm-hmm. and all the money was in boxing. So he went over to boxing, and he did pretty well. But then he got his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. Like he, uh, who was it? Uh, Larry Holmes. Uh, he went fifteen rounds. He didn't go down. He mad went all the way through. But they basically. The way that it was described was this match was so one-sided, and he took such a beating that, um, uh, oh, fuck, what was his name? Uh, the big announcer, the guy who did all the Michael boxing. Buffer. Not Michael Buffer, the older guy. The know. one that used to love uh, Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. I don't know. Ah, I can't think Not of this guy. Not a Muhammad Ali fan. They basically, because of this match, he stopped doing boxing. Oh, okay. Altogether, because he said that this was such a brutal one-sided beatdown that he just he couldn't he couldn't do it couldn't do it anymore. So and anyway, so after that match, uh, uh, Randall Tex Cobb 
basically became an actor. He he got his first major role was as a boxer in um, a movie called The Contender. I mm-hmm. think it was called, um, and it's that it starred um, the asshole from Anaconda, John Voight. John Voight. Yeah. So John Voight is kind of credited with giving him his break in Hollywood. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, I, I, I love that guy. I always did. Um, but then you have Ace, he's purposely destroying the package as he's, you know, he's kicking it and he's, you know, smashing it against the wall and everything. Uh, I guess if I were a 13-year-old, I would still find this quite amusing. Yeah. At this point in time, I'm just like, uh, okay. I was watching, you know where I found this movie at? The Roku channel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'd stumbled upon it and I was like... <gasps> found it because I was on the verge of renting it. I actually own it on DVD, Wow! but it's standard. Okay, so so you know how I hate fucking standard, yeah. but I was just like, you know what? I'm not, not, not I'm paying, not four paying bucks to rent it. the $4 it to fucking watch, watch And I, I had to watch because they eventually throw commercials on there. Yeah. So I'm just, I, I, w- I should have just like broadcast my face while watching the entire time. Stone cold. Jesus I'm just Christ. Like, All these jokes. It's, like, it's very painful to watch ugh. at this point. It really is. Um, and it's a short movie, too. Yeah, it's about an hour and a half. I mean, it might be a little, uh, a couple minutes under. Um, so, anyway, he's doing all this to get a Shih Tzu back. Shih Tzu, because that's his job. As a pet yeah. detective, he is going to retrieve animals and investigating what happens to animals. Right, yeah. That, that's thus sh- the concept. That's his shtick. So he, you know, and a, it, a text cob was dating somebody, and they broke up, and he stole right. the dog. So, you know, he's trying to get the dog back for the chick. Right. And then he, as he's leaving, Tex figures out what's going on and busts his, uh, his front window up. Well, yeah, he, he figures out what's going on, and he chases him to the, well, you don't see the chase to the car, but... You basically just see Ace sitting in his car, and uh, Tex Cobb is taking a baseball bat to his car. He bashes in his front windshield. He bashes in the back windshield, and then you know Ace finally gets his car going. And the way they get away from him is the dog. You know he's got his arm on the back of the chair, and the dog starts biting him. And then Ace, of course, has to turn around. And start biting him as well. Yeah, because uh, he's a part animal. And yeah, yeah, it's it's just nonsense. Uh, you know, it's... But this whole... The whole point of this, of course, is now he has a busted windshield. So now, for the rest of the movie, he has to drive with his head outside the car like a dog. Like a dog. Yeah. That's the whole fucking point of this whole scene. And what is his reward for returning the dog to the, the woman? <sighs> he She blows him. Uh, and it's one of these scenes where he's kind of standing in a doorway and holding onto the door frame above him. Because you don't see her. You don't see her. She goes off screen. And he's, like, bouncing around like yeah. she's literally, like, like, you know, like he's in a his, fucking hurricane Like he's or sucking his testicles through his, his pee hole. Right. It's, it's, it's so over the top and so fucking ridiculous no. that it's just not... It's supposed to be funny, but it just doesn't... Who does that? Who, doesn't, who, who acts like that? Who acts like that? Ace Ventura does. Um, and then you'll notice that Ace Ventura has his trademark get up, which is reminiscent of 
Bozo the Clown or... You mean with the shirt and the... Yeah, yeah. He, he wears the Hawaiian shirt and, you know, it's always unbuttoned. And then he's got his hair, the big swoop. Yeah, the, the big swoop in his hair. It Everything in this movie is set up to make him look as ridiculous as possible. And then, of course, you know, everything he does in this movie is just to... It's... It just doesn't hold up. It doesn't hold up. So it really doesn't. It's funny. I know I keep saying that, but it's... The look of Ace, this is what Ace told to James Lipton in Inside the Actor Studio. He says, I based Ace Ventura off of a smart bird, a cockatiel or a parakeet of some kind. The clothing I picked was well, like all colorful bird, a tropical bird. The walk was bird-like. Everything was about a bird. When I spoke, everything was based on a bird. Even the hairstyle. I don't know why. I, I don't... A fucking bird? I don't know that I see it either. I don't see it either. I don't. I mean, some of he the... He acts like a jackass. Yeah, I mean, some of the actions where he kind of like pecks with his face as he's talking, I can see that, but... I, I don't know. I mean... You know what he acts like? He acts like a black comedian's impression of a white guy during a stand-up routine. That's what he acts like. Yeah, it's well, yeah, a kind of over the top one. Yes, you know, not like, not like Eddie Murphy's one. No, but if you took Eddie Murphy's white guy and mixed it with Eddie Murphy's gay guy, I can see that. That's pretty much this character. Yeah, that is, that is Ace Ventura. Yeah. So getting back to the movie, we go to Dolphin Stadium late at night. This is when Marino was playing. Yes. The Dolphins' mascot is being abducted, and you can see where this movie's going. Pretty much. Meanwhile, Ace, after he gets his extravagant blowjob, sneaks back into his apartment. He's got to sneak in because he owes rent. Yeah, this was a typical, you know, line in a comedy. It, it's, it's poor writing. I mean, it's, yeah. it's all Lazy the, the standard yeah. fucking, you know, of course he's always broke. He's not going to take money for his car. He's going to take a blowjob. And the other thing that you find very quickly in this is that he's so much smarter than everybody else. He's so much better at everything. He's he is a Mary Sue before fucking Mary Sue's existed. Aha. Uh-huh. He is every millennial and I think that's why I don't like this movie anymore. <laughs> it's I like when I was younger and dumber and full of cum or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, it, it didn't bother me as much as being a 40 year old where it's like, okay, I can just kind of see this as a Mary Sue millennial at yeah. this point, and, you know. And the fact that he acts as goofy as he does pisses you off even more. Yeah, it's very, very fake. Mm-hmm. I, I can't think fake. of a better word for it. It's kind of like, Faux. it's funny. Like, I was just talking to, to Trey last night. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a song out called uh, Bad Guy by Billie Eilish, okay? Mm-hmm. I actually like the song. I'm not going to say I don't. I, it's a, I dig the song. But if you watch the video, you see this kid, and it's like, okay, this is basically a kid that's doing an impression of what she thinks that like it was like to be a teenager in the 90s. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So like that, it, it's everything that you would expect is pretty much there, except there's a couple weird things that don't match. Like there's a guy, uh, like a half naked guy who's doing push-ups that she's sitting on his back, which doesn't make sense doesn't with make sense. the image that she's portraying through the rest of the fucking videos. But regardless, it's it it feel you know. You kind of have that like paper thin veneer where you know if you took one layer away, it's like okay, this is there's nothing a com- there. There's nothing there. There's it's nothing a completely yeah. different fucking person underneath, yeah. and that's the same kind of thing that you get here with Ace Ventura. It's yes. like there's just nothing there. It's so fucking paper thin. The character itself, there's no depth. Mm. You know, it. It's just supposed to be funny, but it doesn't hold no, up well because no. you you find him to be hateable. Yeah. Oh, and we're about to get up to a hateable part. Right. So anyway, I'm sorry. It's I okay. keep so, saying the same fucking thing. So. So the super shows up and says and says there's no pets allowed. <laughs> well, of course you got to get the one line in there. So it's. Oh. Ventura. Ugh. Yes, Satan. I mean, every yeah. fucking line, yes. everything Pompous has to be asshole. a goddamn line. It's everything Jim Carrey. has to be. It's Jim Carrey. Eh, it, it, it is what it is. I'm making kind of the same complaints I was making last week. When you had a good movie for the first 20 minutes, and then everything's a fucking one liner or a tagline, mm-hmm. except the difference being that every fucking line in this movie is like a tagline. Oh, it's this it's to sell t shirts, it's to sell to kids. Uh, you know, even though it's a PG thirteen movie, it's ideally well, set up to sell the fucking the cartoon that's coming. One of the facts that put in this write up was the fact that Jim Carrey put those taglines in to sell for it to catch on. Wow! And, it, I, and I didn't. And I haven't read the, this because you just handed it to me. The of all is you know the alrighty then. Yeah. Talk about fucking annoying. Yeah. Well, and and but you also have to put it in comparison to what's happening with like The Simpsons. You know, The no, Simpsons was nothing but taglines when it first started. Nowadays, I don't even know what the fuck it is because I haven't watched it in years. I hate The Simpsons. I'm, I'm not a Simpsons guy. I hate guy. The Simpsons. I've never really been. But when you were young, Rem- imagine, you would see the goddamn t-shirts with uh, Don't Have a Cow Man. Cowabunga Dude. Cowabunga The I'm the Bart Man. It's funny oh. because the weird thing was, was that show was all about Bart when it started. And then kind of phased into being all about Homer. Homer, yeah. And I think it got I thought it thought it got funnier when it was more about Homer than Bart, but I still never really got too much. And the only shows I ever liked were the Treehouse of Horror ones. Yeah. And those were pretty good. And they always aired after Halloween was over. Yeah, which was weird. Yeah. So whatever. Whatever. Well it, it did that because of the World Series. Oh, okay. The World Series was on Fox and they would well, even when it wasn't on Fox, they would wait until the World Series was, was over, and then they would play it. Hmm. But whatever. So Ace tells his pets to hide until the Super League. Yeah, he jingles the keys, yeah. which is the signal to hide. Signal to hide, and they all come out after the Super League. Meanwhile, we go back to the Dolphins owner who's pissed because the Dolphins gone. He's bitching out his underlings. And that's when Melissa Robinson, played by Courtney Cox, suggests... I'm sorry, he, she doesn't suggest... Um, the secretary suggests they hire a, a pet detective. Yeah, that's Pet detectives very, are all over the damn place. It's a very kind of scene. 
So Ace is back on the job. He's on the roof trying to catch an albino bird worth $25,000. He, he falls off the roof as he's chasing the bird, and that's when he gets the page from the stadium. He goes to inspect it, and this is this, this scene. I hate this fucking scene. I, I, when I was watching this... I, now, I am not going to lie. When the movie came out, I loved the scene. Mm-hmm. Okay, when the movie came out, I loved it. Now it, it's just so overdone mm-hmm. that it's hard to still like it. Mm-hmm. It really is. Especially, like, I don't mind the Kirk, Scotty, Bones thing as much as I hated the fucking German trainer. Ugh. The German oh, trainer, the, ca- the gay oh, German oh, trainer oh. character is so fucking bad. Oh. With the feet and the and it oh Jesus Ugh, Christ, dude! You just want to castrate yourself. You want to, you want to, and Carrie. I, I mean, I wanted, I was, at that point, I hated Carrie. Yeah, it was, it was hard to really. Uh, I don't know. I could see my kids thinking it's funny. I could see like a ten-year-old seeing it funny, but. Anybody, you know, above the age of 25, if you're still, like, really appreciating Ace Ventura, maybe you should go watch, you know, Riding on a Bus with Boys or whatever the fuck that movie was. Because I think that's a movie that you'll enjoy. You'll enjoy that. So Ace finds... I'm going to be on the bus! So Ace finds a stone. God damn. Ace finds a stone. Oh, yeah, because, you know... That's because it's... There's a hundred fucking cops... (laughs) But none of them are going to look in the drain. But, of course, he's the brilliant detective. So he finds a small rock, which, you know, looked like it just looked like a pebble, like an orange rock. So he finds it in the fucking filter. And, you know, clue number one. I got it. I'm going to solve the whole thing. And it goes from bad to worse here. Uh, yeah... This is is this where he does yes, the Yes. So he goes to he goes to, to Oh Jesus, uh, yeah. Tone Loke at the police station. Yeah, Tone Loke was a weird yeah. fucking deal. Was like he the funky call Medina or whatever. Yeah, he was funky call Medina. But I think he got a lot of his movie roles because he did songs for the movies. Yeah. Like he does the theme song at the end of this movie. He was in, I believe he was in Ford Fairlane. He did a song for that, I believe. He was in Bebe's Kids. Like he, now, that was just a voiceover, obviously, but I believe he put a song in that as well. And he also did Wild Thing. Yeah. So, I mean, he had a pretty uh, decent uh, career, uh, and, but if I remember correctly, wild I think thing. he was kind of the first rapper to get involved in the movies. Because after him, like right after him, I saw Ice T doing New Jack City, and then you had, um, uh, uh, you know, not too long after that, you had Tone Loke and LL Cool J doing some roles. I don't know. And then you had, uh, you also had Ice Cube getting a bunch of roles, but that was later in the '90s. Like Ice Cube, like. It was a really weird fucking career. But, it, you know, it worked for him. You know, yeah. he, he got that Friday movie in, like, early 90s. Yes. And then right after that, he started doing all those kids' movies. Yes. Like Barbershop, and then he did the, the fucking, you know, Where Are We Going or next Are Friday. We There Yet or whatever the fuck it was. Next, next Friday. Next Friday was not a good movie. No. 
And the Friday after that was even worse. So let's, let's talk about this. This so a lot they, of people don't like to even acknowledge that there was no, a third Friday no, movie. No. So here's the police station. The cops all make fun of him, but he gets Ace gets the better of them. Yeah. Because the one detective said, you know. Uh, I, he crushes a roach, and he's like, "Oh, I guess it's a you know, it's a murder or something like that." And then he has the whole thing about, "Oh yeah, well, you know, I would have to look at the case, and I would assume that the killer got, uh, you know, was jealous of the uh, size of the cockroach's dick or mm-hmm. something like that." It, it was just, it's yeah. just dumb. But like I, but the whole thing is, is he's got to get the verbal better of him. Yes. But then, of course, the guy gets pissed and goes to jack him, and he immediately takes him down to the ground, somehow face to face with the fucking roach. Mm-hmm. You know, and he does all this in the span of like thirty seconds, and yes. then goes over to talk to Tone Loke. And he talks to Tone <clears throat> Loke through his fucking ass. <laughs> Through his asshole, and I'm la- I'm not laughing at it because it's funny. I'm laughing because it's just stupid. I will I will admit the only line that kind of made me chuckle though was, "Do you have a mint?" <clears throat> I, I'm sorry that that still kind of holds up. Do you have a mint? <laughs> you know where this comes from? No, he's frustrated. He was frustrated with Kenai Wayne's constant rejection of ideas he pitched. That Carrie one time stood up during the writers' room and started talking out of his asshole, and that almost came, that almost caused Wayans and Carrie to come to blows. So that's where he got the idea from, because <coughs> Wayans would just constantly reject his ideas. I I could see that because I would imagine his ideas are very similar to this kind of shit, mm-hmm. because you it. The one thing I'm going to say is, you know, we said Rick Moranis was up for this role. Right. Rick Moranis would have never been good at this no, role. No. Okay? <clears throat> he could not do this. Rick Moranis was always much better with, like, the Ed Grimley type stuff, or uh, he did that Bad Luck movie, he did Captain Ron, where he's kind of like the the Sh- wimpy type the guy. Shrub. Right. Like, he... <clears throat> he Worked well in those type of roles. Right. He, this would never have fucking worked for him. God no. Um, no, the, this is too aggressive. Way too aggressive for him. Jim Carrey's arrogance at the time, which was apparent when you watch In Living Color. I mean, it, he was so over the top and verbose that you could tell it was arrogance. Mm-hmm. He thought he was the show. He God, thought he was show. the whole fucking deal, and. Because he was getting a lot of press. I mean, I'm not going to say he wasn't. He, you know, he was getting all the press, even though there was much better performers. You know, Tommy Davidson was a better performer. Fucking uh, David Allen Greer is phenomenal. Almost everything fucking David Allen Greer does is is hilarious. Um, I I loved him in Amazon Women on the Moon. Motherfucker. Every goddamn time I watch him doing that, he in Amazon Women in the Moon, David Allen Greer has a disease <laughs> where he he talks like a white man. Of course, he does the same thing for uh, the um, the movie we already did, where he. Jeez, <laughs> uh, 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 um, I'm gonna get you. Sucker. I'm gonna get you, sucker. He's when white, he's the when white he's black doing. Reporter. <laughs> the white reporter, 
roll. He does that same fucking role yep. in Amazon Women on the yep. Moon. And there is a scene he's in that album. fucking movie when he starts singing <laughs> and he has no soul whatsoever. <laughs> that is one of the funniest fucking things I have ever seen yeah, it's funny. anybody do. It is so great. Yes. David Allen Greer's best fucking line in Jumanji, David Allen Greer. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, take it. <laughs> and then the fucking vine comes out yes. and takes the goddamn car. <laughs> yes. Keep it down a little bit because Kenji's. Oh, I'm sorry. Right there. Oh God, that that is that line. Yes. Is so fucking good. It 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 it's the best line in that movie. And I I will say I like Robin Williams in that, but I thought he overacted in it. Um, I'll give you that. You know, he was a little too much over the top and. You know, maybe that's the way the role was written, but I felt he overacted in it. But David Allen Greer in that movie is oh, yeah. so great. I agree. I agree. Um, anyway, so so moving along. Um, oh yeah, he also uh, Lois Einhorn, who's important. Yeah, talks down Ventura a bit, but of course he gets the best of her too. She, you know, she runs him down, and he has a quick. Just gets her right back. Uh, it, it, it you, you see a pattern mm-hmm. every time he kind of walks into a situation. He acts like a total asshole. Mm-hmm. People pit, and if people pick on him, he immediately has a quip and he immediately gets the better of whoever the hell he's talking mm-hmm. to. It doesn't matter who it is. Yep. Um, I will say, you know, like I said, the. I, I thought the banaka wasn't as funny as the mint. I thought, no. do you have a mint was funny. The banaka thing I thought was too much. Whereas, you know, coming up in a couple scenes when they mm-hmm. go to the party and he's he opens the door and he's he's like, hello, Captain Steubing. I still think that's fucking funny. Because mm-hmm. they, I, I don't know if, I don't think that was the guy. I don't, I, I'm pretty sure that's not the guy. No. But he looks so much like Captain Steubing that it, it catches you off guard. But anyway, we haven't quite gotten there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, let's start moving through this fucking piece of garbage. Uh, so Ace leaves the, the uh, police station. He really doesn't have any information. Emilio didn't have anything. Uh, he goes to meet Woodstock, who is a nerdy eco-warrior uh, with an elaborate computer setup beneath, the, beneath a concert hall that's playing like thrash metal death metal cannibal uh, it was uh corpse cannibal cannibal corpse or corpse cannibal Carrie had requested them be in the movie yeah they i mean i think i've heard of them but i didn't really know any of their music uh so anyway he um uh he goes down and woodstock He's asking, you know, has anybody bought any food or anything that would to house a dolphin? And he says, this guy, Ron Camp, the millionaire, billionaire, whatever, uh, you know, he bought this big, huge tank. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, that's when Ace decides he's going to just go to this party. So Ace and Melissa, Melissa, of course, this guy, Ron Camp, has a lot of association with the Dolphins team. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Melissa has an invite to a party there. So Ace and Melissa go to the party, uh, and, you know, the whole point is is to get in there, and Ace comes in, you know, his the name they give him is Tom Ace, which is yeah. 
just a Tom stupid Ace. fucking name. But Tom Ace. And then, of course, he comes in. He's acting his usual stupid, stupid pat, bullshit. shit. And you know. Like the one guy is trying to eat, and he's like spitting the food, like almost spitting the food. I hate oh. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's whatever way he can act like an ass. Yeah. And then finally he goes, you know, uh, he starts saying something about being with food poisoning and he has to go to the bathroom. Yeah. So then he takes off to the bathroom. Pate comes out <clears throat> eating or something like that on the way. I don't know. Right. So he's, um, he goes through the window in the bathroom and he more or less tries to get into this underground bunker-esque mm-hmm. type place where... To, to search around. They have the um, the Mission Impossible music playing, and he's, you know, he's creeping around in the bathroom. There's not even anybody there to see this. Right. So, like, it, you, you can justify when he's out in the party and he's kind of making an ass in front of a bunch of people. He's in the bathroom by himself, and he's creeping around like a moron. It, it doesn't, it's like, who are you doing this for? Right. So then he goes outside and he does this whole thing where he goes over the rail and he comes back and gets into the underground bunker and there's he sees the big tank. Mm-hmm. He goes up there and he's trying to see if the dolphin's in there and there's a great white. It basically looked like Jaws. What's wrong? Nothing. Oh, we've got to take a break. That's No, Mika's up there. That's hero crime. No, that's Hero. So, anyway, uh, it's a great white. It, it kind of looks like Jaws. kind of looks like Jaws, yeah. Um, and he has this whole moment where he, you know, distorts his face, Ugh. and then he falls in the water. Um, <clears throat> and then you see him being dragged from one side of the tank yeah. to the other side of the tank. He, Of course, he gets out of it, and... They have a little scene between Melissa and Ron Camp, who is like, you know, your your boyfriend, he's been in there a long time. Well, he comes out, you know, he's soaked Soaked, from top to bottom, and, like, his pants are pretty much gone. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he does the whole, woo, don't go in there, you know, which is just a weak joke. Um, And, you know, he's moving forward with it, and... He goes to leave, and when he goes to leave, he um, he has Ron's hand, mm-hmm. and he notices the ring. the ring. On the finger, so right. that's when he realizes that the stone came from the ring, and the ring is a 1984 AFC championship ring. Right. So that moves us to where the fuck are we? Um, this leads to a montage of him checking all the rings. Right, which, you know, inevitably leads to a completely unnecessary gay joke where he goes into the bathroom and he's trying to look at the guy's ring. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course the guy's gay. And that's fine. It's even fine when he kind of looks back at him. But then when, you know, Ace is a immediately offended by it. Okay, so we... He's checking. He, got, he, oh, he, he, figure, he, he figures out the ring is part of the night. Right, before. we're already up to the gay joke okay. where he's in the bathroom and then he, he gets offended by the gay guy. Mm-hmm. But then the gay guy has to come away from the toilet and run after him with, you know, like... All ginger. It's like yeah. what? What the yeah. fuck is that, yeah. man? I, I, I mean, <clears throat> I'm not. 
a prude. I don't give a shit about a gay joke, but yeah. it just it it's just so over the top. It does it's not funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Ace checks everybody. He doesn't find a ring missing a stone. Uh, so he's at Melissa's house and he's kind of taking it out on her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melissa gets a phone call and finds out that Roger Pedactor, the other person that's kind of like her counterpart, mm-hmm. is dead. Mm-hmm. So they head over to Roger's uh, apartment. The cops all are there. They all think that it's suicide. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, you know, Ace is, walks in the room and he's and, in there for three minutes and yes. realizes that it's murder. Uh, you know, uh, any, you know, Talks down to everybody and everything else. He'd uh, rather be a pet detective than be in the FBI. Right. So he has uh, another, there's another showdown between Einhorn and Ace. And that's when Ace, you know, does the whole thing where he walks outside and he's yelling and he opens and closes the door. Ugh. And you can hear him, but you can't hear him. So it, it, it's it's just the same fucking thing. Yeah. Um, Don't worry so, about it. Just, um so then Ace, yeah. uh, did you want me to keep going? Keep or? going, keep going. Okay, yeah. so Ace uh, still thinks that it's from a ring. So he starts looking through all the receipts mm-hmm. to see if he can find a receipt for another ring. And that's when he notices a picture that was taken at the end of the season instead of the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. He was using a picture from the beginning of the season. And he notices another person who's Ray Finkel, the Ray field Finkel. goal kicker, who had missed the winning field goal in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So now he's convinced that it's Ray Finkel. So uh, you got Miami Kicker Yuvon Schmann was born in Berlin, Germany, and moved to Fort Worth at 16 years old. He played for the Dolphins for six seasons, including the Super Bowl in January 1985 when the Dolphins lost to the 49ers, 38-16. to Footage of Finkel missing the field goal was a Von Scham. The Dolphins team picture with Finkel was, in fact, Sean Young in a wig and fake mustache. Pete Stojanovic, who was the time the real kicker for the Dolphins, kicked for Finkel Einhorn at the warehouse. Well, I just gave away the thing. But who cares? It doesn't matter. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> so Ace says to Melissa, I don't think you should be alone, <laughs> which is all he has to say to yeah, her to, to convince her to go to bed with him. Yes. And not to mention is he, you know, he's going to have sex with her, but they're in a room full of animals. Yes. And he has to have sex three times. And she's like, oh, my God, three times. He's like, I know. I'm tired. It's just, fuck, yeah, yeah. fuck you. See, Courtney Cox said all the animals had to be chained to their positions, but the squirrel would get loose and jump on the penguin. <laughs> the penguin would, would bite the cockatoo, and soon all hell would break loose, and I'd find myself on the blanket with my call. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That's funnier than the whole scene. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Ace heads to Finkel's hometown, I don't remember what it was, and ends up visiting with his parents. He finds out that Finkel had escaped a mental institution mm-hmm. called Shader Acres and blames Dan Marino for missing the field goal. The whole laces out thing. Yes. So when you're kicking a field goal, I guess the laces are supposed to be they're pointing to in be the out. other direction mm-hmm. because if you if they're facing the kicker, mm-hmm. it could push the the ball one side or the other. Mm-hmm. So he he believes that Dan Marino fucked up the mm-hmm. hold. 
Um, which doesn't make sense either because Dan Marino wouldn't have been holding the goddamn no, football. No, they would have had the second string quarterback, quarterback or third the string punter right. or something. But whatever, who cares? Uh, so um, he figures out that Marino's in danger. He calls it in. Well, just so happens that at the same exact time, he's doing a commercial mm-hmm. for. What's it, gloves? Isotoner. The Isotoner gloves, which he legitimately actually did that same commercial that's in the movie. I remember that commercial. Um, And he's kidnapped by two people dressed up as Dolphins players. Uh, And Ace shows up just as the kidnappers are leaving the thing. Mm. He ends up hitting into a bunch of cops, which doesn't make sense to me. The... uh, the people in the car that have kidnapped the kidnappers start shooting at him and he's mocking them and saying, Oh, you can't even hit me. And then he shoots and he catches a bullet in his fucking teeth, which by the way, was in the trailer for the movie. Mm -hmm. So you had to know going into the movie that this was just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, uh, he, so he, now he knows pretty much everything. He Mm -hmm. knows that it's, it's, Finkel, Finkel behind the entire you thing. know behind the whole thing. So he goes to Einhorn to explain to Einhorn, uh, you know, it's Finkel and he kidnapped it because he blames Marino for missing the field goal, mm-hmm. and you know that's the whole deal. Um, so Einhorn starts kind of coming on to him. Mm-hmm. Which, once again, doesn't make any fucking sense. Right. But that gives you the whole line of, you know, Ace remarking, you know, that her gun is digging into his hip, mm-hmm. which comes into play later in the movie. Mm-hmm. So now you have uh, Ace wants to find out more information. He wants to get into Shady Acres because you found out while he was at her at Finkel's parents' house that all of his, you know, all the stuff uh, that he had was still at Shady Acres and, you know, and they asked him to come pick it up. So he goes in there and he's pretending to be, uh, you know, mentally ill, Mm -hmm. that he was a football player that couldn't get past, you know, not being in the game anymore. So he's doing a whole bunch of goofy fucking football things. Um, And I'm not going to say that they're not somewhat humorous, but over the, but they're really just kind of over the top. Mm Um, and, uh, at one point they're walking down the hall and, uh, you know, Ace like says it's halftime and he slams his head down on the bench. So Melissa basically distracts the doctor so that Ace can sneak into Finkel's room, my little room. Well, it's a storage room Mm -hmm. or whatever, where Finkel shit is Mm -hmm. conveniently. It's the first fucking door he goes in. So uh, he finds the box, and in there he finds, um, well, somebody starts coming into the room, so he tries to hide inside the cardboard box, which makes no sense. But when, you know, the guy doesn't come in, he falls through the box, and he just so happens to see a newspaper article about a missing hiker named Lois Einhorn, which is the lieutenant's name. Name, correct. (laughs) So... um, at the, he calls Emilio. Emilio starts searching through Einhorn's office and finds a love note between Einhorn and Roger Pedactor. Mm-hmm. Roger Pedactor is the one that was murdered Murder. earlier in the movie. So now you have Ace figuring out 
Ace is in his, in his office. He's trying to, at his house, and he's trying to figure out the connection between Einhorn and Finkel. So he's Einhorn and Finkel, Einhorn, this going on for fucking forever. Mm-hmm. And then he figures out Einhorn is Finkel, and that starts a crying game montage. Yes. Now, most people probably don't even remember the, the crying game, but it kind of came out a couple years before this. And yeah, I know we've talked about it before. Released. Until production on Ace Ventura was already underway. Okay. On using the music and the idea for parroting it was a last minute decision. Well, I'm not surprised, but it, it was right. It was it was it came out not too. Not too. Yeah, it wasn't a couple of years. Like a year. I thought. Uh, okay, it was a whole year. It was a year. Okay, but basically the story in that is that there is a guy dressed up as a woman, and this man falls in love with her. He doesn't know that it's a man. He mm-hmm. he thinks it's a woman, and and you know, at the end of the movie, there's a there's a reveal where you see the guy has a cock, mm-hmm. kind of similar to, um, the horror movie, uh, Angela. What the fuck was that called? Uh, with Angela, where <sighs> Jesus Christ, they go to a camp, um. It's not Camp Blood. It's something. God damn it. I can't believe it. Sleepaway Camp. Jesus Christ. It doesn't know. Sleepaway Camp. Know. If you haven't seen Sleepaway Camp, it's it's great. Okay. But it's it's an old fucking 80s movie. Okay. Anyway. Um, so uh, we... Da, 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 da. Ace follows... Yeah, Ace follows Iron Horn in the morning. Oh, right. So in the morning... <laughs> he gets up and Ace is uh, sitting outside and eating all this bubble gum, which makes no fucking sense. Uh, and then starts following Einhorn, who conveniently enough immediately goes directly to the docks where they're keeping Marino and the dolphin. This, this. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Dalton. So Ace does a bunch of stupid shit while he's trying to sneak up on. Uh, Einhorn, who's yelling at Marino. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some unknown goddamn reason, the, f- the football game's about to start. Like, the Super Bowl's about to start. So mm-hmm. Einhorn decides that she's going to go get snacks for the game. I don't know. And Ace comes swinging in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and before he can let Marino go, the two goons show up. So he, you know... One of the goons gets stri- uh, walks off, and he hits him in the head with a bucket of smelt. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then when the other guy comes up, he ends up hitting them both in the head with a big hook, like kind of like the hook that they used in Jaws to hold the fish up, right? To, you know, hold the shark up. It, it it's very similar to like a Home Alone mm-hmm. when he you know throws the bucket down and that kind of shit. Um. So then he uh, he swings over and he basically saves Marino. He's kind of mm-hmm. in the process of untying him when Einhorn shows up, and Einhorn comes out of nowhere. She's got a gun and she calls in for backup, backup with yeah. the cops, and she's blaming everything on Ace. I'm here, and Ace is the the kidnapper, mm-hmm. which makes no fucking right. sense, of course. Um, and that's when you have Tone Loke and Melissa saying, you know, I know Ace, he can take care of anything. And then they flip back and you see Ace is sitting there crying and begging, you know, don't shoot me. 
you know, right. shoot him. Um, and him and Marino are going back and forth with it. Uh, so while this is going on, like he's kind of going back and forth. They, sh- you see on the foot in during the game, the kicker makes a field goal. So he starts taunting Einhorn mm-hmm. while he's taunting Einhorn, all the cops show up mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they're all getting into position and you know, she's like, shoot him. Well, right as they're getting ready to, like, shoot him, that's when Melissa pulls Tone Loke's gun on Tone Loke and puts it up to his face and says she's going to kill him. And that's when Ace goes into this big Big old spiel to to reveal everything. That's when, you know, and uh, then they have the scene where he, you know, he's going to prove it to all the cops. So he goes to pull off her hair and the hair, you know, her hair is real. Mm -hmm. Then they takes off the top and her tits were real. Then he takes off her pants. There's nothing there. And there's nothing there. But then Marino points out, you know, you know, she must have the biggest case of hemorrhoids I've ever seen and Mm -hmm. turns her around Mm -hmm. and you can see the outline of her cock. Right. So that's when they do a second crying game montage where everybody's spitting and yeah. scraping their tongues. It's like, Jesus, it's just fucking yeah. dumb. But, um, that, so they have, you know, that's not good enough for this. They have to turn around and have her try to attack him. He conveniently moves out of the way and she falls into the water. Yes. Um, I did. We didn't really talk about Sean Young at all. Sean Young had a very short career. Like yeah. she got real big for a very short amount of time, and got like because she did like uh, she did that Madonna movie. Um, I can't remember what what it was called, but she also had a movie where. Uh, uh, Jesus Christ! She had a couple really big movies like I, I, right in a row, and I can't remember any of the yeah. names of any of them. Wasn't she in a Brat Pack movie? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. Whatever. Not Let's that I remember. Piece of shit. She may have been. She might have been like a secondary character, but she wasn't a Brat Packer. I don't think. Anyway, so um, you know, we could spend a lot more time on her. I'm sure I can find another movie with her later. Uh, but the, um, oh, so after that, uh, Ace is driving Marino back to the stadium. None of this gets explained, of course. Somehow they managed to get a dolphin back to the stadium so he can perform the halftime show. They get Marino back by halftime so he can go out in the second half. And, uh, you know, Ace is standing on the sideline and he sees the albino, the $25,000 albino bird yeah. again. Yeah. So he goes to get it. And the Eagles um, mascot comes over and chews the bird away. Mm-hmm. And when he does that, like, Ace is like, You just cost me 25 grand, man. And he's like, You know, basically go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. So they get into a fist fight. And while the announcer's like saying, You know, uh, thanks to Ace Ventura, a pet lover, you know, a, an animal lover while he's beating the shit yeah. out of the mascot. Right. So that's kind of how they end the movie. It's, you know, we you watch the whole thing and, you know, you, you have a movie where I, when I was a kid, I found it amusing. 
going back and watching it, I found myself maybe laughing maybe twice or mm-hmm. three times through the whole fucking movie, which is really sad. Um, it's just, it's not my brain of comedy. Nah, it just, it really doesn't hold up. I mean, I like, it's, it, it's sad because I like parody stuff, but this is not parody, and, but it's kind of goofy like parody. Yeah. So it doesn't work for me. But I'm very particular about my parody as well. Like, I love Airplane. I love mm-hmm. Airplane 2. Not as much as Airplane, but I hate it Top Secret. I fucking hate Top Secret. Mm-hmm. I true As much as I love Val Kilmer, I hate it Top Secret. Mm-hmm. I just did not find that funny at all. Um, you know, later on, the scary movies. I thought the first scary movie was pretty good. The second one... Yeah, they all uh, kind of fell and off. And then they the kind sequels. of fell off as it went right. down. Um, the Naked Gun flicks, I love all three oh, of them. Absolutely. The the TV show, mm-hmm. I love that. Like, it, it, it's, it's weird, but then you had all the other parody movies, like Superhero Movie yes. and all those. Those were all shit. They were all, all shit. shit. But it just, I don't know, maybe it's just Jim Carrey, who I'm, who actually, you know, like Robin Williams, I think his better movies were his serious <laughs> roles. I mean, Man on the Moon. Man uh, on the Moon was wonderful. Wonderful. It was a wonderful fucking movie. Uh, I thought The Truman Show was actually... Truman Show was pretty good. Yeah. Um, not uh, uh, the other one. Um, oh, God damn it. The... Dick and Jane? No. I hate that movie. Yeah, I, I wasn't a big fan of that. I wasn't a fan of Yes Man. I wasn't a fan of a lot of those little movies he was putting out. No, um, he's in exile, isn't he? Like, he's in exile being a Canadian? No, he, he's he got a show on Showtime right now oh, he where he plays a kid. Like, he's a guy who does a kid show mm-hmm. who's, like, suicidal because his his wife left him. It, it's not very good. I watched the first two episodes, and I was just like, eh, this is just too pretentious. Um, so I, I just stopped watching it. But um, he, uh, <clears throat> the it's I, I want to say The Triumph, but that's not it. It's the movie where he's a, he's being blacklisted. He's a movie star who's being blacklisted, and he gets into a car accident and goes off the side of a bridge. And no, he shows up in this it. small town, yeah. and... They build. They put together a movie theater, and everybody thinks that he is this war hero. Um, but he's. Um, I have no idea. It's it's, I, whatever it's whatever it is. It's the name of the movie theater that they're putting up. The Triumph or the, the Majesty or something like that. The Majestic. Majestic. That's it. So it, it's. That one was a pretty decent film. I've never seen um, it. I'm not a big. I'm not a big fan of Jim Carrey. So. Right, and I love Dumb and Dumber. I love Liar Liar. Um, but then, as much as I like Dumb and Dumber, I thought the the sequels to Dumb and Dumber they both sucked mm-hmm. horribly. Uh, the Liar Liar I like, but that's kind of like it's a kids movie, so I dig that. Right. But he's over the top in those two. Yeah. He really is. Um, Man on the Moon was fucking phenomenal. That yeah, was good. It was a Suggest really good watching role. that. Um, that one or Truman Show. I thought the only problem I have with Truman Show is that I think it's kind of slow at times. It's very slow. Um, and it it gets dark, but not quite dark enough. It's very dark. I, 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 
it's part of the reason why I like it because it's it goes that route. Yeah. It does, but I f- feel like it needed just like to go one more step into the darkness mm-hmm. before he just kind of has this little happy ending mm-hmm. that I, you know, I don't know, it is what it is. It is but, what it is. So, yeah, so this uh this is just it just doesn't hold up. I think no. if you're like a 10-year-old, you'll you'd probably enjoy Ace Ventura. It did spawn a sequel when Nature Calls which as a monopoly Stunk man even scene, more. Which is the which is my favorite scene. Well, if I yeah. can do it as a fair, I, I, I <clears> the monopoly scene. man scene is funny. Uh but then you have um it also spawned a cartoon. Oh. Uh which you know, he didn't bother to come and do the voiceover for no. Ace Ventura. Uh and there was a cartoon movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh and um, then there was a mask. Cartoon oh, t- where Ace Ventura actually shows up on the mask cartoon, yeah. like it's it, it kind of they all kind of feed onto it. Masks is another one. I'm done it's, talking about Jim Carrey. I'm done. It's watchable, but for the most part, it's annoying. So, what do you want to do next? Uh, weren't we doing demo man? We got to arrange the Brian. I don't know if it's going to be. I mean, we're in, we're in August at this point. Yeah, I don't know. I got to. I mean, we're gonna do we're gonna do in August, but at this point, I mean, is we're early recording this. Well, what was the other one? I I mean, I made a list of like four or five I don't know, movies. Email. I guess email me. It doesn't matter. So this could be the last comedy we do in a while. I just it's I find it too difficult to do a comedy. It just it's difficult. <sighs> um, I I think it depends on the comedy. Uh. I could get into like Uncle Buck a lot. Mm-hmm. I could get into I can get into almost every John Kenny, Plane, Trains, and Automobiles, well, which we're different. doing. We're, in we November. are we are doing that for Thanksgiving. Um, you know, we have the. I know we're doing First Blood coming up in a month or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about doing Friday the Thirteenth um, towards Halloween. We might be doing that in September. Because there's a Friday thirteenth in September. Oh, okay. We might be. I don't know. We'll we'll figure out. Yeah. Anyway, we did have another movie lined up, but I, at this I, point, it's kind of I'm kind of forgetting. I'm I'm forgetting too. But we will be doing Demolition Man soon. Yes, we'll be doing Demolition and, Man soon. You know, we'll you know we'll keep it posted. Anyway, uh, make sure to follow us. Thanks for all the listens we're getting. I mean, traffic. I mean, for a while there. When I say for a while in the beginning, it's like we would get a surge of listeners and then it would go die. Now we're getting listeners every single day, which is really cool. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, make sure to listen to us on uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Well, I, and I think we need to be fair. We kind of chose this movie knowing where we were going with it. Yeah. We knew it wasn't going to hold up. So it, yeah. it's not really fair. Like, if we did this... If we did the Breakfast Club, I think you know that holds up a lot better. Yeah, we, there's plenty of comedies we could do. I I don't I just don't like doing. I I, I don't know what it is. I just like Ghostbusters. Where they're they're hard to do. They're hard to do. And well, it, it's because you either like it or you don't like yeah. it. But there's not a whole lot to talk about. I mean, yeah. we there's spend nothing most that, of the Ghostbusters talking about fucking Sigourney Weaver being hot as yes. balls in that movie. Yes, because she was hot as balls in that movie. So. There's not nothing to talk. There's no content. It's just all 
basic shit. You know, we can go. We, we can. We have a three-hour show on the Shawshank Redemption. Oh yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, we. I mean, there's other shows that we go on about, but it's just comedies are really tough. They're very tough. Yeah, it's okay to do a shorter show. Yeah, okay. And we spent 45 minutes talking about nonsense. That's before fine. We even I enjoyed started. that. <laughs> I enjoyed that. So anyway, the usual, uh, the usual social media, JB's Driving Podcast. We're there. SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes. Leave us a review. Um, I'll be posting more videos on YouTube this weekend when I have time to do it. So, But we're actually getting some views there as well. So if you're listening to us on YouTube, thank you. Make sure to subscribe. Anyway, um, everybody wish Paul uh, luck on his trip to uh, Northern Africa, Saudi Arabia. You can enjoy that. Beers, bacon, and booze. Beers, bacon, and booze, baby. We'll see you next time.